Welcome to Life, a podcast all about living in full expression. I am your host, Farron Drew Thompson, and I'm here to share my experiences as they continue to unfold in this life to support you in yours. I'm inherently curious, and I created this show to explore my own human evolution, learn from others, and create a community in which we can all dive deeper into discovering our truest, most authentic selves. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of life. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you're here. My goodness, today has been off to an interesting start. I mentioned this a bit on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, but I woke up feeling anxious this morning. And I've been reflecting a lot on the tendency that we as humans have, when we feel off or anxious or depressed or out of alignment, to turn away from ourselves, to abandon ourselves. And it's that concept I talk about all the time. We feed the, sorry, (laughs) you feed the you you feel. (laughs) I can't even get my own quote right. I always talk about that though. You feed the you you feel. So if you're feeling like garbage, you treat yourself like garbage. If you're feeling excellent, then it's so much easier to take good care of yourself. And the challenge is always to find the tools to be able to feed your highest self when you feel your lowest or not your best. Um, And certainly that's been the experience of mine recently when I haven't been feeling my best to remember that the path forward is in the small everyday moments that lead to the full path in general. I think sometimes we can get caught up in feeling like I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do and feeling super disconnected from our own wisdom when the answer lies in the small everyday ways that we can choose ourselves and honor ourselves. And in these moments, it's an invitation to turn towards ourselves and care for ourselves even more. And so today I have been meditating, walking with the dogs, doing a couple things around the house and tackling a few small manageable work items that have been on my to-do list. One of them is recording this podcast and it's less of a to-do item and more of a wonderful way to connect with our community. So I'm happy to be doing this here and to be recording this. Something else that I did today was just, I, I don't even know if I should be admitting this on such a public forum because I have never done this in my entire life not even just my adult life. I've never done this as a kid, as an adult. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I got my Christmas tree before December. It feels so uncomfortable to even say it. I feel like I've done something terribly wrong for as long as I can remember. I have imposed very strict rules on myself that I'm not allowed to celebrate any holiday stuff, not allowed to listen to any Christmas music or watch any Christmas movies or anything like that or decorate before December 1st. It's just something that I have ingrained in me, maybe from childhood. And this year, because we live further away and we were passing by the Christmas tree farm that we normally cut down our tree at, my partner and I decided to get it early. It was so funny. I felt like a kid. I asked him, "Do you can we go get our Christmas tree early? Like it felt like I was doing something so wrong. Is anyone else like that? It's just, it's so funny. So 
one of the things that I did today was I sawed off the bottom of the Christmas tree and got it standing in the tree stand, filled it up with water, and I'm just letting it settle and letting all the snow melt off it. And then tomorrow I will start decorating with lights and then I go into decorating with the ornaments. I don't know about you, but lights for me is like a full four hour process. I am meticulous about my lights. I learned this method from my mother-in-law, but I reach the lights into the trunk of the tree and then spiral them outwards and then start again in at the trunk of the tree, spiral outwards, going in a concentric circle around the outside of the tree. Concentric circle? No, that's not right. Just going in a circle. <laughs> and what the effect is, is it makes the tree look like it's glowing from within, which is so beautiful and magical, but it definitely takes some time. So I'm going to spread that out over this week. And the reason why we were going past the tree farm was because as many of you know, if you listened to an episode a few weeks ago where I discussed my fall and my month off the mic, my family was struggling with some health challenges this fall. And so our Canadian Thanksgiving got canceled as a result. And we ended up doing our postponed Thanksgiving, which ended up landing on American Thanksgiving this weekend. So we went to my uncle's place and it was really lovely. I know there's some American listeners to this podcast and I have to say, I really enjoy celebrating Thanksgiving this late. Canadian Thanksgiving falls usually right at the beginning of October and it always feels so early to be celebrating. So it's really nice to be celebrating this close to December. And on Sunday, my uncles had set up a wreath making activity in their garage and they're both very creative and handy. And they had cut down a bunch of cedar boughs and pine. And so we spent the afternoon creating our own wreaths, which are so beautiful and they smell so good. And mine, of course, was like ginormous and it's so full. And I'm so excited to hang it on the front door of the farmhouse and overall just very excited looking forward to the holiday season here as we put up the christmas tree today i was thinking this is the first christmas tree that's been in this house in well certainly as long as we've owned it which is like over 15 years and i think it's mostly been a secondary home for many people so a lot of people wouldn't have put a christmas tree in here and i just feel like going back to a few episodes ago when I told everyone that I spoke to my house, I think this house is very happy having so much holiday cheer in it and just being adorned and set up and dressed up for the holidays. It just feels really special and I'm so excited to just continue that little adventure. Okay, as always, I am off on another tangent, but let's bring it back to that feeling when we feel off or out of alignment or disconnected from ourselves, And that's actually where this episode begins. Because something that I've been exploring in the last few weeks is tapping back into passions or hobbies that I have kind of lost or let slip away throughout the years. Namely, this has been picking up my guitar, playing it and singing in my living room when no one else is home. It brings me so much joy. And also I'm learning new songs and things, just kind of intuitively playing around with chords and things. And it's a really great confidence builder too. There's a strategy that some practitioners use when 
working with clients who have depression or who are not feeling well mentally. And it's the concept of integrating mastery and pleasure. In our family, we call it MNP. So if you're feeling down, doing something new, learning a new skill, whether it be painting or fishing or cooking or whatever it is, or doing something purely for pleasure, these things can really help us move through those really hard times. And this is certainly both of those things, mastering new songs, and it brings me a lot of joy. So it's been something that I really was not expecting. And it got me thinking, how many passions or hobbies or things that used to light us up have we let go of along the way because we think we've outgrown it or we get busy with other things? You know, I think about my newish reintegration into reading and having that as a more regular, even daily practice. And how for years, like truly 15 years or so, I just convinced myself that I wasn't a reader. And, you know, I think it's probably because I think back to when it started, it was probably grade seven, grade eight. And it's when your social sphere starts to become more and more important and take on a lot more meaning. And specifically in high school, going out and hanging out with friends and all those things took priority. And so I was no longer in elementary school having dedicated time in class to read and also having friends over and that was more of a typical thing. We also saw the emergence of technology in a bigger way, you know, with the introduction of social media and things like that and streaming services. And so eventually I just kind of thought that I had outgrown reading, but what I didn't realize was I actually just wasn't prioritizing the practice. And that's really what today's episode is all about. I have found that when I make time for something that I used to truly love and really give it a fair shot at re-exploring it, I found that it has not only brought me joy, but really brought me back home to myself. I think nowadays it's very common for people to want to label themselves or categorize themselves. And maybe this is the Instagram generation having the bio (laughs) and having to put one definitive label on who you are and what you do and what you offer and what your job is. And increasingly we're pigeonholing ourselves more and more saying, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a mom, I'm a dog lover, you know, and picking that one thing that we think most effectively represents who we are And we've lost this ability to explore multiple passions, multiple directions, multiple businesses, multiple revenue streams, not all of us, but I think generally as a trend in humanity, this is something that I've noticed. And I don't think I realized just how many like beautiful pathways in my brain I had shut down because it didn't fit with who I am am currently or I thought that or maybe it was even unconscious my guitar for years sat collecting dust in various corners of my house and it never got picked up it never got played and that actually makes me so sad you know instruments are meant to be played and paints are meant to be painted with and clothes are meant to be worn and I think often we can collect things and then they just collect dust and they don't get used and 
you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with me talking to my house and personifying it. But I feel truly like my guitar is so happy when I play it. It gets to fulfill its purpose here on earth too. Isn't that so cute? But I truly believe that. And so I wanted to come on here today and ask you this question. Maybe you want to journal on it. Maybe you just want to think about it while you're listening to this, while you're out for a walk or on a drive or doing dishes. What is something that used to bring you so much joy that you've let slip away? And I think the follow-up question is, do you still feel joy when you think about it? Because that's the real question, right? If it's something like riding a skateboard and you have no interest in doing that now and it doesn't light you up at all and maybe it was a certain phase of your life that just doesn't feel aligned with who you are, then that's one thing. But if it's, you know, knitting or crocheting or something like that and you used to do it in high school and when you think about it, your heart kind of warms up. You can feel that glow or that little flutter or the sparkle. Then my next question is, Can you create space in your current day-to-day life to explore this practice again? It doesn't mean that if you're a knitter, you have to make a full sweater tomorrow. It just means, could you pick up a ball of yarn and knit a small washcloth or knit a, who knows, like I'm (laughs) me with my examples, but you know what I mean? Like I think sometimes too, we think about creating something for a product rather than a process. And when I was in early childhood education and working in a vast variety of childcare settings, one of the main things that was so important to my philosophy that I learned from teachers and history of EC in various ways is focusing on the process over the product and just how valuable that is. When we take away this pressure to create a certain product, we're able to find the joy in the process along the way. We're able to actually find all those benefits, all those creative, wonderful, heart-opening things along the way rather than having to arrive at a certain destination and putting so much pressure on it. And I've talked about this before in terms of goal setting. And it was on the Skinny Confidential podcast that I heard Michael Bostick talking about this in terms of fulfillment. Um, I'll link that episode that I talked about that in, in the show notes about living a life of fulfillment. But when we focus so much on these kind of like very tangible goals, specifically financial goals or business goals or things like that. Once we reach them, we have this kind of feeling of emptiness or unfulfillment. And the same goes with creativity. If we say, for example, that we're going to knit a sweater by next week, it might bring us joy for a minute. But I think instead, if we focus in our business and in these creative pursuits on the feeling we want to harness on how we want to feel, how we want to feel when we experience this thing, then we expand that capacity for joy and we open ourselves up to so much more magic rather than pigeonholing it to one specific outcome and that can derive that beautiful feeling within. We've now opened it up to the entire process the whole way along from choosing the yarn to choosing the needles to picking out a pattern to actually sitting down and going through those motions. And when I really started to explore this concept in a bigger scale, I realized that 
in my online presence and in my podcast and in this new business venture that I've grown over the last eight months or so, I've also shut off parts of myself because they represent past versions of myself that maybe I don't feel like fit in this new business that I'm building. But I had an epiphany recently that this too relates back to this kind of curation of our lives, this kind of concept that certain parts of ourselves don't fit or they might not appear right or they might not represent how we want to be perceived. And I think that's what had this click in my brain. This pertains in my business in this wider scale to a past business that I had that was food related. And I talked about this in episode one, but I had a community surrounding this business on Instagram and it got deleted overnight. Um, And that was something that I saw as a redirect from the universe and I kind of had my peace with it and moved on and eventually I started this new business. But I think in this new business, I haven't shared this huge part of myself, which is somebody who loves to cook, who loves to shop for food, who's so creative in that way. And I realized that why would I deprive myself from sharing that with others? And why would I deprive my community from getting to know that part of myself? I think a big part of it is that I don't want to be seen as like a food blogger because that's just so not the like zone of genius that I'm in. And it can be really easy for people to begin to follow you or connect with you over food. And although that's one facet of my life, that is not the direct focus of my business. But at the same time, I realized that food and the way that I eat and the way that I nourish my body and this knowledge and this wisdom and this gift that I have surrounding food and cooking could also support my community. It is another pillar that really supports this notion of self-development and self-connection as the foundation for building the rest of your life. And it's something that I use all the time. Like when I'm out of alignment, I don't feel like cooking ever. When I'm in the flow and I'm in alignment, I'm nourishing myself with delicious, healthy, yummy foods. And it's now something that I feel is so important to share with my community. I think another huge reason why I kind of shut down that notion of incorporating food into what I'm doing now, because when I read the words that I wrote on my past website in the recipes that I developed, even in my ebook, some of it no longer resonates. It's like almost, you know, when you've outgrown a version of yourself and then you look back and you think, who is that person? And it's not like super dramatic, like I sound like a totally different person, but in some ways I kind of do. I think I was focusing on really specific things. I developed a lot of plant-based recipes because that's how I was mostly eating at the time. And I also like that a plant-based recipe can really be used by everyone, whether you're a meat eater or not, or a vegan or vegetarian or whatever the way you eat. But I think I was also focusing on things from sometimes a nutrition standpoint and my writing style sounds so different. And so for, it's been years now, I carried my Squarespace website (laughs) that housed all my recipes and all of my content from my previous business, just kind of holding it there as an archive and not knowing what to do with it. It wasn't published. It was just kind of on the back end 
as a library catalog of this previous business I had built. And I really struggled with figuring out what to do with those recipes, what to do with that content on the site. And I was paying a monthly fee to Squarespace just to hold recipes there, which sounds so silly, but I really felt so stuck with what to do with it. Do I compile all the recipes there into an ebook and sell it? But then does that feel aligned? And as I mentioned, I had an ebook from a previous community that people still ask me about all the time. And it's no longer for sale because it was on my old site. And I really struggled with kind of what to do with all of this. So all of this to say that I have decided to migrate all my recipes over to my current business website, as well as bring nourish to this community. That's right. As of now, you can log on to my website. Wait, no, you don't have to log on. <laughs> you can visit my website and you can purchase your very own copy of Nourish. It is an ebook that I developed a few years ago. It has 44 plant-based recipes that include sides, soups, salads, mains, sweets, additions, which are kind of like sauces and little sprinkles and things that you can add on to the top of things. Drinks, the list goes on and on. I love this book. It's so near and dear to my heart. As many of you know, because you are members of my previous community, this concept for this book literally downloaded through me when I was in Bali studying permaculture. And when I got home, it was actually right around this time, three years ago, November, end of November, 2019, I shot and wrote this whole book and then I put it out during the pandemic. And we actually did a really lovely community initiative where we donated 44% of the proceeds for the first four weeks to local food-based charities in Toronto. And that was a lovely initiative. But if you didn't get a copy then, or if you did get a copy, but you'd like to gift it to someone else for the holidays, anything like that, it is now available. I'm so excited to share that and to share this part of myself with all of you. So if you're interested in learning more or purchasing a copy yourself, I will link that in the show notes. And when you go onto my website, you'll see that all of the recipes from my old website are updated and they have been put in their own section on the current website. So if you're interested in making your own nut milk or delicious soups or salads, or my famous vanilla spice cookies, which are perfect for the holidays and one of the most genius recipes I ever created. It's actually the most requested recipe I think I ever created. People still ask me about this all the time. People re request me to make these for them for Christmas. My partner requests me to make these in the summer, in the fall, in the spring, in the winter. And when winter rolls around, he gets so excited because it's vanilla spice cookie time. So if you want to snag that recipe and so many others for free, you can go to the link in the show notes that's titled recipes. And if you're interested in purchasing Nourish, I'm going to link that as well. So you can take a look. If you have any questions about any of this, you can always send me a message. And I am so excited to be sharing this part of myself with all of you. So not to give you homework, but if you're interested in kind of exploring your whole self too, I invite you this week to really sit with yourself and to explore one facet of yourself that maybe has lain dormant for a while and just 
see how it feels to flex that muscle again, to pull out those knitting needles or take out your violin or go for a swim at a local pool and see if it's a hard expanding exercise or if it's something that you truly have outgrown. And as always, please share with me. I say this all the time, but I want to know. I feel like we're all best friends. So I really want to know if you do this, if you re-explore something that brings you passion still. When I had talked about this on Instagram last week, I had a friend write to me and say that she was inspired to play guitar again. She had forgotten that she used to have a sparkly blue electric guitar when she was a kid and that it brought her so much joy. And like, that is the purpose of this podcast episode. I want you to like allow yourself to have a smile come to your face when you think about an activity you used to do and then give yourself permission to go and explore it. I have a big smile on my face. Can you hear it? (laughs) With that, I'm going to say goodbye, sending you all so much love, and I will talk to you again very soon. Thank you.